gonna find forever when you're looking in the clouds, I'm gonna be there. And when it seems that all hope's gone and all lost is lost, yeah. And when you look up in the stars, hoping I can fly away you are, I'm gonna be there.
to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Efa Bell. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold or drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, <laughs> it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. First off, y'all, it's been five years. Five whole years. That my ex-husband has passed away. Today is the day. And, you know, I had to, I guess, a reminder to let me know that he's always here. Because I wind up going out, right? We're having the snowstorm now as we speak. But I went out before the snowstorm came. And... It was so many things that was happening to take me away from what today was all about. We want to mourn, but it's really a celebration. And to know that these people left their handprint and their tracks, their footprints on your life and the world. So while we were getting on the bus, a young lady started talking to me, telling me she got a promotion. And I was like, wow, congrats, congrats. And we wound up going to the store to get change after we got off one bus. Because our bus is our dollar. And then we wound up getting on another bus. And as we were traveling on the bus, the bus paused. Which was really odd to me. But hey, the bus paused in the middle of the street. But... To allow me to see this beautiful picture of, it was in between the railroad track and the river. Side by side. Beautiful. Just a beautiful part right there. Picture perfect. And then we rode to our stop. Got off. I walked to Starbucks. And to the bunt cake. And then we walked back, went into Walmart. And we got what we needed and then came home. Right? But it was each time a person that you didn't see in a while, a stranger saying something, someone giving you a head nod, you know, and you received everything that you needed. And even more. And then you went and came back home. And then I get home, right? I was watching, shout out to Kev, the community, the comedian, Kev on stage. He has a new show on BT Plus that uh, called Churchy Folk. 
And he had said something in it. And, you know, he was, not to do spoiler alerts, he was, you know, questioning, was he ready to take over the church of his father and everything? And the girl told him that God, he qualifies the call, not call the qualified. And I'm like, and I understand, I know what y'all saying. Okay, Ifabeo, what you talking about? We live in a world where we're on this spiritual journey. And we think that once we get on this journey, like this road is going to be easy. But every day there's a battle. Every day we battle. We battle with people gaslighting us. We battle with people thinking that they could play in our face. We battle with family, loved ones, exes, partners, neighbors. We battle every day to hold our composure, to speak up for what we need to speak up for and to let things go. We battle with discrimination, uh, abuse, all kinds of stuff. We battle, right? And in this moment of us learning to reconstruct our lives and grow up and hold ourselves accountable and, you know, be authentic and, you know, go through this this beautiful maze of life. We always have to hold ourselves in that part of. Now, as we go on this journey, like I said, we think that everything's supposed to be coming up roses. Not realizing that, man, when you try to get your life in order, the battles become a little bit more harder. Let me say it again. The battles become a little bit more harder. I was talking to my God sister, my good good friend, and I had to come with the... She was talking about Monique and her son, and I'm not here to go through everything that happened, right? But we was talking about it. And he, you know, the young man said some things that were amazing. And it got a lot of people in an uproar, right? People were like, oh, you shouldn't get online and trash your mother. Or, oh, you should respect your mother. And, oh, you sound like an idiot. It's Monique. It's this. It's that. They don't understand, right? Parents make mistakes. I'm a parent. My kids are all grown. I've made a lot of mistakes. i made some stupid-ass choices. I did a lot of things wrong. Now, the first thing I had to do was hold myself accountable, apologize, and change my life so they can see. Now, was everybody happy? Was everybody on board? No, not at all. From family to friends to mates, partners, people would rather see you downtrodden and messed up before they see you grow up and change and be responsible. I can't speak for y'all. I can only speak from my experience. I was in a relationship. And if I was to allow myself to get drunk, curse people out, go to stores and steal, and do all that adolescent shit, I'm the love of the neighborhood. But I'll, I'll be talked about. Oh, I told you she wasn't spiritual. Look at her. Look at her. But here I am an adult, holding myself responsible, being responsible, Learning about, you know, money and finances and making smart and better decisions and 
just being an adult, committing to things, preparing your life, being an example, that's not applauded. At least from not the people that you thought were cool. You know? Because now you'll get the, who she thinks she is, she thinks she better than me. We come from the same neighborhood. Well, if you think I'm better than you, then I am. I own that. Okay. Because I never said that. But if you think so, then shit. Okay. Thank you. Oh, she, my daughter was sitting there. Oh, she's just bougie. And let me tell you why she said it. Let me give you some content. <laughs> right? Because I, I get I get what Monique's son was saying. I get what Monique said. Right? I see both sides. They both have to be held accountable. But I love the young man because he spoke eloquently. And he didn't attack her. He never said his mom was that he didn't love her. He didn't say that she didn't do anything for her. He definitely gave all of that. That's the bottom line. He basically said was she chose the man over him. And she had him when she was young. She was still in that 15-year-old mentality. I know that all too well. Me and my son was at odds where I ain't like him. He ain't like me. I'm, you know, you, you can't. I thought giving him and, you know, just hoping that he'll get it. But I made some mistakes. I'm the first one to say that. I made some mistakes. I said, yo, I'm in therapy. And he was right. A person in therapy, you have to be willing to be vulnerable and open up. If you sit back and you don't want to share and you don't want to get to the root of the matter, yo, it was some hard truths I had to take accountable for and I had to learn about myself. So I get that. But anyway, we were over here in, uh, I want to say the bad part of town. It's where the Dauphins and everybody at. So my daughter, she's like, oh, and in the back of the store is a hair place. And she was trying to show me. But at that moment, I didn't want to be over that way. So she's like, oh my God, you think you're too good for this? Well, I am. She was like, what? You a bougie. No, I am. I really am. I worked so hard to remove myself I, didn't, I don't forget from where I grew up at, but don't mean I have to still be there. I'm not. So when you know better, you do better. I'm not going to sit here and down where I came from. I came from the hood. Okay. Do I have to remain in the hood? No. If I give back by every means necessary, I do what I can. But guess what? I'm grown. I'm... Uh, why should I revert back to Ifa, a.k.a. Donna, when she was 18? I'm not 18 no more. How do you see your growth and everything else if you're just constantly going back to what you prayed to get out of? I prayed to get out of the hood. I prayed to get away from those people. I wanted better for my life. I prayed for that. So, I'm bougie because I don't want to go back? Who does that? But I get it. Like she said. Oh, you think you better than anybody. No, I don't. But if that's your perception of me, then go with what you feel. Because I'm not here to change your mind. I'm here to live my life. So that's it. So I get it. I get it. 
But I want y'all to know that while you're on this journey, you have people that's going to betray you. You got people that's going to talk about you. But you're going to have people that's going to support you. You're going to have people that's going to pour into you. You're going you to have a balance of both. But see, what we want to hold on to is those friends that we considered our day ones and we want to bring everybody with us. Everybody ain't ready to get in the boat. Everybody ain't ready for change. Everybody don't see themselves doing something great. I got, I have friends that I never forget when I was like, yo, y'all, I'm out. Yo, I'm, I'm ready to change my life. It was like, not us. We happy. And, but they'll complain, right? And I get it. I get it. Because some people, they'll complain about their situation, but they won't do anything. So here it is. Y'all come from the same area. You grew up in the same neighborhood. And you've, you know, you've grown. You're taking responsibility. You're doing okay for your life, right? Not mad. But those people that want to do something, that complain, but then they'll come with, yeah, girl, never mind. I'm just going to settle, you know. It's like I had a, a friend where her man just constantly cheated. She would complain, oh, I can't believe Cheetah. Leave him. You know what? Never mind. Because ain't nobody out there that love me. So I'm just going to stay. Okay. You choose to stay, not me. I love you as a friend. Girl, call me. You know, hey. But don't call me about that. Because you choose to stay in that situation. I didn't. And you're, just because you got a noose on your neck don't mean I need one on mine. So, baby girl, I love you. You know, every so in, I see you, whatever. Hey, if you want to go do lunch, great. But what we're not going to do is sit and talk about your man. I, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Oh, and I, I can hear people. Oh, if I, that's messed up. If that's your good girlfriend, she is. But she choose to stay. Oh, but it, I remember, never forget. Right? Because some people, they, they want to. Either throw things up in your face or, oh, I remember when you was with your ex-husband and you were complaining when I was 18 and 20 years old. How many years was that? That's over 30 years. 30 years. 30-something years ago. You hear me complaining about anybody now? No. So how do you hold on to an image that happened 30 years ago? That's the only thing you can bring up? Something that happened 30 years ago. For real, y'all. 30 years. This is real. Oh, but I remember when you used to complain about Roe. 30-something years. You know I got remarried? You do know I moved. I left New York for 20-something years. Like, you do know I had a whole life. So if that's the only image that you can hold on to, I see. I see why we are estranged. But I love you. But I can love you and clap from over here. I don't have to sit at your table. I don't. And we as people that want to go on this spiritual journey, we think that, oh, well, we can't treat people bad. I'm not treating them bad, but I do have boundaries. And you no longer have access to me like that. Because if you can only hold on to an image that happened 30-something years ago, then the problem is definitely not me. The problem is you. So I love you, but I can love you from a distance. See, love can mean for me, it's an acronym, lots of vital energy. Girl, let me give you that from a distance. I clap for you the whole nine, but from over here, you stay over there. I'm good. I'm good. You choose this life. I didn't choose it for you. I'm sitting here saying, hey, girl, if you decide to change, I'm there. 50 grand and all. But you choose to stay with someone that you don't see your value or your worth. Now, oh, well, if I we all were in a relationship or some of us that might have not have been healthy. 
I was in a few. But I'm not now. See, when you know your worth and you know who you are and you're standing on it and you're healing and you're, you're working through, you're doing your shadow work and everything else. But you also got to live it. And you have to be the example. I'm not going to sit here now. I ain't mad at people that want to twerk and do all that. That's you, boo-boo. That's not me. We're not twins. I don't need, and even if we was, I'm still an individual. I don't need to sign up for everything you do. And I'm okay. We can agree to disagree respectfully. I don't, we're not attached at the hip. If you want to go and do A, B, and C, go. I have a good girlfriend. I invite her all the time to somewhere. And she always tells me, girl, you know I'm going to say no, but it's okay. Thank you for inviting me. Because I'm, I'm, I'm considerate. But I already know she's not going to go. But I always extend that invitation. But I know she's not going to go. And I'm good with that. I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, that's messed up. You should go. No. Go where you find peace and where you're happy and places you want to be at. I had to learn that lesson from my ex-husband. Like I said, and some of y'all may have heard the story. And if you didn't, welcome. Strap on. I wanted to go to the museum. And I said, hey, come on, we going to the museum. He said, I'm not going. And I caught an attitude. Like, I really got mad. I got mad. I got heated. Like, what the fuck you mean? You don't want to go to the museum? Why? He was like, so you know there's places where I'm not going to want to go to. I was in my feelings. Then he turned around maybe like a day or two because I, I held on. I'm an Aries. I held on to that little, yeah, I'm going to get you back. Cause when, this was my mentality. Oh, when you ask me, I'm going to say no. So he asked me, hey, you want to go to the movies? No, I don't want to go to the movies. Don't you know? Like being a kid, right? He said, he stopped the car. Stopped the car in ministry. He said, let me tell you this. He said, when we're not children. He said, it's going to be places where I'm not going to want to go. He said, it's going to be places where you not want to, you may not want to go. He said, that doesn't mean I love you any less. That doesn't mean that we are not together. It is certain things you do that I'm not going to want to partake in. And I'm going to still love you even when you go and when you come back. He said, so if you think that everything you sign up for, I'm supposed to go, then you don't belong in a relationship. You belong to be single. Get you a dog and you can train that motherfucker to go wherever you want. I was shocked. I'm going to be honest. I was shocked. I, at first, I was in my feelings. And then I had to go home. Right? I left them. I went home. I went out into the city. And I two days, because I didn't even go outside. I stayed around my area for two days because I was in my feelings. We spoke on the phone and stuff. But I was in my feelings. But then I had to realize, like, yo. But it's, it's the same way as on the spiritual journey. We find friends and we think we're supposed to be the tag team. Oh, I'm going to a drum and you should come. Or, oh, I'm going here. You got to come. Oh, I'm going to get initiated in this. You need to come. Why? That may not be their path. They may not want to go. And you would know. Because everything ain't for everybody. Hence why we have all the scammers and all this shit going on. Because people jumping into things, they don't want to be there. Oh, but because if you my friend, you have to do it. I know you fucking lying. I know you lying. For real, real. Like, no, I'm not going to do Listen, I know for you, I was, we was flying, me and my god sister. And she was like, come on, you got to do this. You got to do that. I was like, oh, stop. Stop. This is why I travel by myself. I like comfort, right? 
I love to relax. If I'm going on a speaking engagement or I'm going somewhere, I need my head clear. I need to be in alignment. I don't need stress. I don't have a vice. I don't need to run out and go and smoke a cigarette. I don't need none of that. I just need my Starbucks, Chate, my tea, and some pretzels or a piece of chocolate and just get me there, right? So I can be right there. But if I have to stop and go and do this with you and do this with you and do this with you, I'm all for go find your peace. Go look around. Because even when I would travel with friends, even family, they'd be like, oh, we're doing A, B, and C. No, that's what you're doing. I'm going to do this. I come all this way not to go in. I, I, this is the reason why I came because of this exhibit or this experience or I want to go and be a part of this. I want you to go and experience. We don't have to do things together. I'm good. We can set aside. Maybe we can meet up for lunch or maybe we can meet up for dinner and talk about our day. But other than that, plan your shit accordingly and I'm going to go get lost and have fun. For real. I don't believe in that attached at the hip. Even when, listen, I went to the American Museum and I took my ex-husband. And I'm like, wow, I love spoken word. And I was so sad and so angry. Because even when my son called me, he was like, my, you know, it's early morning. You, you usually out. I was like, yeah, I got to wait for this person and wait for him and he wants to do this. And I was so miserable. That's why I said I'm going back this summer. Because I really want to experience all of that. It's Chocolate City. It's D.C. I want to go and see so much stuff. And, you know, I, I want to go and see the spoken word. And the person that was in the restaurant where we was at, they was like, yo, we have a spoken word tonight. Make sure you come back. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, no. You can go. I'm not going. It's safe in the hotel. We from South Jamaica. Listen, if you gonna get got, you gonna get got wherever you are. Home here. Why should we live like prisoners? The hotel was slamming. Don't get it twisted. But I'm like, yo, let's go and have fun. And I'm talking about healthy fun. We wasn't going in the bars or anything like that. We was going to see the spoken word. And he didn't. I wanted to go and see the the church where the slaves ran from the south. To go, you know, to those spaces. I wanted to go and visit the Daisy exhibit. I, I wanted to go and see all that. He was like, nah, 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 what if? What if, what if? If it was a fifth, we all be drunk. But once again, it was me trying to bring him to places or put him in spaces he wasn't ready for. Real talk. Same way, I had homegirls, like, yo, we all going to get initiated, we all going to do, none of them went, because they weren't ready for mentally, physically, financially, faith-wise, they weren't ready for it. It's not a conference call. If you take up the mantle and say, yo, I'm following the spiritual life, you know, I, I feel it, it's, it's everything, I've been confirmed, dreams, everywhere I go, signs and everything, messages. It was for you. When you drag other people, it becomes a problem. Even as, and I was married, right? And Love Craig supported it. Until he was, it was, it was a conflict for him. Because 
you know, I had locks then, my locks was growing, I was a vegetarian, um, you know, just living healthy, and his friends would get drunk, and, you know, their girlfriends was going to get their weaves, and, you know, all of that, and here I am, you know, meditating outside, and, you know, they weren't used to that, and then he didn't want to be like an outcast, so... He's like, yo, I remember he used to be like, yo, cover that up. Don't show your altar. Why? What am I hiding? And he wasn't ready for that space. He wasn't. And I'm not mad no more, you know, because I had to learn that. And for me learning, I want to share it with y'all because we want to drag people. We can be the example for our children, right? I never forget when my son, I went for a reading, right, in my godmother's house. And she was like, you can't force your son or your kids, but he's coming. And I was like, y'all know my son, he ain't coming. It was like, yo, I'm telling you, he's going to come. And when my son walked through the door, everybody was like, see, see. And they was just all giving praise. You cannot force your children. You have to be the example. You have to. It's the needle that pulls the thread, not the thread that pulls the needle. You're the needle, they're the thread. They're going to follow. Not forcing them. Not, you know, making them do. No, my grandkids, when they walk through the door, they know. There's certain things they know they can't do in my house. And they okay with that. Because you have to be the example. You don't need to force them. Oh, especially if you have two parents, right? And both parents are active. And one is not following that. You're the light in the family. So you have to lead by example, not forcing them. Oh, you got to learn this. You got to do this and that. Just lead by example. It is better to lead than it is to force someone. Trust me, it does not work. When I was sitting there trying to force my family, we became at war. But when I just sat back and said, let me do me. My brothers in them now, when they see people and they go, yo, your sister, they be like, yo, that's her life. Like, yo, she loves it. And I made her a better person. Yo, I respect it. She travels. She go all over the world. Like, yo. That's her life. She found, my brother man told me, yo, you found your happiness. And I was like, I did. And he was like, yo, I love it for you. And when he calls me, our relationship is a little bit more healthy. Him, my brother, my sister. Like, it's a little bit more healthy than it was. Because you have to be the example. You can't lead by force. No one is going to go with you if you're forcing them or making them or punishing them. Because now they're going to look at your religion or your belief or your path as something that is toxic. Right? Even though they're going to always try it. Because my, my daughters in them always feel that, oh, you love your, your spirit more than us. Uh, but if you feel that way, then okay. Right? But it's not. But if you feel that way, God bless you. I'm not here to argue with you. I just want to allow you to disrespect him. I don't care who you are. But okay. You know? But they'll, but yet and still, they'll come and they'll be respectful. So, you can't lead by force. And once again, I love that saying when he said he qualifies the called not called or qualified. So we are, we're not born into this. And those that are, God bless you, but we're not born into this. We are, we are following our path. We're aligning with our destiny and our purpose. And it's not going to be easy. 
You're going to come against resistance on every level. And like I said to someone, yo, when that happens, get down on your knees and pray even harder. Build your faith up. Work on you. Change your way. And everything else will fall into place. But sitting there arguing, going back and forth, no. But you also got to remember, even when, like there was people I heard back in when I was growing up, right? A few of them, you know, they accepted my apology. Some of them like, fuck you, die. And I'm okay with that. Because uh, just because you're healing or you're in a space doesn't mean that the other person is. So you got to allow them to go through their stuff as well. Like I said, you cannot leave by force. So you're going to go through things. You're going to face opposition. You're going to go through so much in this life. Consistency, prayer, being humble. Taking up for yourself. Because you, you're not a pushover. Setting healthy boundaries. Standing on your morals and principles. I had a person one time ask me, but I don't know your, my morals and principles. Well, what do you stand for? What do you believe in? It's not a, a bad question where people go, oh my God, who doesn't know that? You'd be amazed. But what do you believe in? Oh, I, I believe that everyone should be happy. Then stand on that. Stand, whatever you believe in, stand on it. Don't compromise for a dollar. Because that very dollar might be the per might be the one to bury your ass. All money ain't good money. You know, I, I remember turning people down for readings. And people would look at me and be like, oh, you can't turn people down. Yes, I can. I'm not putting up with the craziness. I know you're lying. Or you'll have someone ask you 90 million questions. And I get it, right? I get it. Because you give people leeway. Oh, what do you use to read? How do you read? How long you been reading? Who taught you how to read? Well, what can you say about me? Do you see something? No. You want a book of reading? Book of reading. Oh, like the other day, this girl had asked me. She was like, oh, do you do readings? Yes, but I'm retired. But one is if you come to me, I'm going to offer it anyway, right? But I, you're not going to see me posting where, yeah, come get a reading. I'm retired. But I, if you come to me and say, hey, Ifa Bayo, i like for you to do a reading. Okay, you know, this is the price and you set it up. Okay, whatever time of day. I'm going to, I am going to honor that, right? Because I'm not going to turn no one away. If you're coming to ask me. Oh, but I thought you retired. I did. But if you know that I'm a reader and you, you oh, my spirit has connected with you. I would like for you to do a reading. Okay. Oh, all right. So when the girl asked me, she was like, hey, E5 Bayo, can you do a reading for me? Okay. You set it up. Okay, I'm going to call you. Okay. What I'm not going to do is sit around and wait. I got life. So when she hit me back and she was like, oh, but why didn't you call me? Well, I'm calling you. You asked for a reading. I asked for one. <laughs> Honey, that's not how this works. Oh, then never mind. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Be blessed. And that is it. That's all. Years ago, I would have been like, why, hold on. But why am I doing that? What does it get me? Why? I don't know what this person may have been going through or maybe what someone may have told. Whatever the wrong. I, I don't have time for someone to gaslight. But also, I had to learn this today. Today. I was today old. My daughter has this thing where 
she likes, she's a Scorpio. Scorpios, I love them, but y'all love the gaslight folk. Oh my God, y'all love to test to see how far you can push the needle. So every morning, I always pray for emotional balance and a calm head, right? It's every morning. So she said she had did something and I was, I just looked and she was like, oh, this bothers you? And I was like, no, why would it? <laughs> why, why would it bother me? So through the whole day today, she would say little things to see. But when she see that she couldn't penetrate the armor and or I just didn't pay her no attention. She fall in line and was like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And it was just so funny because most people will sit and say, oh, I match energies. And I remember watching Michelle Lopez, this, this sister that, you know, she always say refer her, right? She does the refer her challenge. Talk about helping each woman. But she said, I don't match energies. I change atmospheres. And I said, yo, that's the level I'm on. I'm not here to match your energy. I'm here to change the atmosphere. You can have 20 people in a room where everyone is in their funk and they bad. But when I walk in, the atmosphere changes. And everybody now is being positive, being on some kind of, yeah, we can do this. Let's unify. Let's We're changing atmospheres. But you learn all of this. When you learn who you are and you learn to heal. See, two broken people or two unhealed people don't make a whole healed person. It makes infections and spreads. But when you are walking in your truth and you know, hey, there's still work on me. You know, like we was in the Uber and it used to get on my nerves. Where we could be in an Uber and the person can have on earphones and singing loud, off key. Like, why? We're in an Uber. This lady has her radio on. My daughter's sitting there singing loud, off key. And I'm like, I ain't say nothing. So she she already knows, right? Like, I'm going to get to her. So when I looked her way, she was, you know, when I caught myself looking her way, she was looking like, you know, is you mad? Is you upset? What? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not even paying attention to you. And I really wasn't. But I looked at the Uber driver and she was frustrated. And I'm like, wow. Like, you know, I, I always think it's rude and disrespectful, right? But okay. But when she seen she couldn't aggravate me, so the Uber lady turned up her music. <laughs> and I was laughing. And she's like, what, what? Talking loud because she got the earphones on. And I'm like... Nothing, right? I'm going to hold up my hands like nothing. So, but the Uber lady, I know after a while, she must have said, you know, I, I can't. I, they get ready to get out of my car, so I'm okay. This ride is great. Be over. But you can see where you, you're doing this intentionally, right? Because you're looking, and you're looking at the Uber lady. She's looking at you. You already see her face through the window, through the mirror, where she's frustrated. But you're still doing it. So, like I said, when you are walking in your truth, but then I had to ask myself, why am I upset? This ain't my car. I'm okay with it. That's you look like ass. This lady don't like you. I'm good. But when you find yourself being triggered by things, now you have to look at yourself. What is taking place to where it's taking me out of my happy spot? 
where it's triggering. What is going on with me? I had to come to the realization today. I like being in control. Like, yo, you know, do as I say. Like, ah. But then when you release it, it's not mine to carry. My daughter's all grown. She is 34 years old. This is the Uber driver. She could have pulled over at any time. Like, hey, either you shut the fuck up or get out my car. She could have did that. I would have, right? But she didn't. Let me finish this fair. We're not that far. She can be out. My daughter is looking like, what? Like, oh my God. And you already know you're doing something wrong. So you're conscious of what you're doing. You just want someone to argue with you. For no apparent reason, whatever you're going through, you want to share this. So at that moment, I tell you no lie, at that moment, and we was driving over a train track, which was even more. This is what I say. I learned today. At, at that moment when I said in my head mentally and I felt it and I released it, it was like, this has nothing to do with me. Why am I getting angry? Why am I getting frustrated? This ain't got nothing to do with me. This is not my car. Whatever she's going through don't have nothing to do with me. I am sitting here enjoying this ride and I am letting this shit go. This ain't got nothing to do with me. She looked and I guess she saw the Uber driver face. And for the rest of duration of the five extra minutes we was in that car, she was quiet. Real talk. When you release and you say to yourself, this ain't got, and it does not have nothing to do with you. I can't be responsible of somebody else's actions. And you know you're doing wrong? No. Now, we're friends and you do something that I know is hurtful. I'm, I, as a friend, I say, hey, you know what you're doing is wrong. And they don't want to acknowledge it and be like, oh, so what? This is how I am. Deal with it. Then, boo, I'm releasing you. I'm releasing myself and whatever that you're going through to have nothing to do. Changing the atmosphere. For real. I love it. I'm going to keep repeating this saying each and every time. He qualifies the call, not call the qualifier. Remember that saying, he qualifies the call, not call the qualifier. We come in broken, hurt, whatever we're, whatever frame we're in. And we are broken down and rebuilt back up. I love it. I love it. I love allowing things to see how it transforms. I love it. You know, for five years, like I said, my ex-husband has been deceased. We're still cool friends. Nothing sexual. We're just cool friends. And he would call every so often. I'll call him, you know, we just shoot the shit or I see him out in the street and stuff. And just friends because we were friends before we was anything else. We went to school together. And I watched this dude go from when you have positive people in your life. Craig wouldn't get on a plane. He was scared to fly. Craig, you know, he just worked in the bowling alley. He didn't see himself going no further. But when you have the support of people and you see where you can do better, Craig traveled all over the world. Craig was on TV. Craig did so much. And I used to always tell him like that. I'm so grateful about 
And um, we grew up. But then I had to think like, yo, he used to always say, because he was one of my biggest supporters too, he used to always say, hurry up and write the book so we get rich. I don't understand. Because he had, he had found some of my writings. I would write stories, small stories and books. And I remember one day he was just sitting there. I came in the house and I was like, what you doing? He was like, yo, when you going to write the book? And I was like, well, you don't even know if I write. He was like, I'm reading all your stories. He said, oh, my books. And he's reading them. And I was like, nah. He was like, nah, for real. Like, yo, I love this. And I used to let him read some of my stuff and he used to be like, yo, come on, write this book, write this book. And I was sitting there and I was laughing, like, and then that's when I heard T.I.'s song. And when he said, you know, it was me, you know, when everything falls down and the smoke clear, I'm going to be standing there. Hold your blunt up in the air, I'm going to be standing there. And I was like, yo, that was Craig. Like, he would. He would. And, it, you know... Even though when I got on this spiritual journey, I mean, he didn't fight me. He just was like, yo, you know, when people come around, let's, and I used to be like, yo, they'll get rid of you before they allow me to stop. And it was maybe about three, four years later, Craig came to the job and he was like, yo, I wanted you to myself, but, you know, I had to let you go because the world needed you. I couldn't just hold you by just to myself. Like I had to share you with the world. And he was like, and I'm grateful I did. And I was grateful to hear that, you know. Um, and we, we were. We were at a place where we just knew. I mean, and I felt bad because the people, you know, the women that he was dating, they, you know, he used to be like, yo, you know, my ex-wife is still my homegirl. And I never forget, I, you know, he would he would tell people, like, yeah, my ex-wife is my homegirl. They'd be like, ah, tell the truth. She was taking money. She was this. He was like, nah, I never did that. Like, no, and his baby mom, she was like, oh, she must have broke you. And he was like, no, you know, the only thing I didn't want was kids. So he was like, nah, he said, you know, we was good. And when I came, I knew her sister. I would do spiritual stuff for her sister. And she was like, hey, Ifa, what you doing here? I said, oh, I came to give my husband, you know, his divorce papers. She was like, you were married to him? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I thought you knew that. She was like, no. And she was telling her sister, like, yo, everything he said was right. And I was like, I'm at your house. I'm giving y'all the divorce papers. Like, y'all, you know, I wish y'all the best. And he would, he would date girls. And they would tell him, you got a blocker. Don't have no communication. And he would hit me up. Hey, yo, you know, Maria, I'm not... You know, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to block you because I'm messing with this girl. She don't think I should be talking to you. And I was like, okay, no problem. Now, anybody I ever talked to, I wouldn't block Craig. Like, you know, that's my ex-husband. What the fuck I need to block you for? Right? So, but he would. And I, would, I wouldn't block him. He would block me. And then a few months would go by. And I see a friend request. And he'd be like, yeah, it didn't work out. And I'd be like, oh, well, you know, try again. And it was so funny. Like, that's how that was. But I was cool with it. Like, I understand you trying to find your, your soulmate, your match, and, you know, somebody that can vibe with you, and I'm not mad at it. You know, I'm not here. He even invited me. He was like, hey, you know, the kids are having a birthday party. You should come. Nope. But, you know, I'll send you a gift if you need something. Let me know. And that, you know, but... Even when I, I came to his crib and, you know, I was sitting on the couch and he was like, oh, you going to come into bed with me? I was like, no, <laughs> no, 
<laughs> and he's like, I said, you my brother. And he's like, I'm your ex-husband. And we would sit there and crack up. And he had he had picked up his girlfriend. And she was like, hi. And I was like, hi, how you doing? And she was like, he was like, yo, that's my ex-wife. And the girl was shocked. Like, what? And I was like, yeah, we still cool. Like, I'm not here to curse him out or nothing. Like, that's my old boy. And she, it was, it was so bugged. And people would ask him. And he was like, our marriage didn't work out. But we still friends. Like, it's not sexual, but we still friends. Like, yeah, we got the kids and... You know, I love her brothers and them. She loved my family. Like, yo, nah. And people did not understand that. Women were like, oh, you still sleeping with her? If you still could be. And I'm like, you know, coming from where I came from and growing up how I grew up, my mother used to always say, well, if it didn't work out with you, you'd still be able to be cordial for the kids' sake, right? And we did that. You know, but not everybody's ready for that. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because if it didn't work out with us, the children shouldn't be affected and they should see that, okay, it didn't work out with us, but we're all still family. We're all still cool. You know, my white friends do that all the time. This is my new husband. That's his new wife. That's his other kids right there. Everybody's one big village and everybody's okay with it. But we have to get there, mentally get there. You know, we, we can't allow our egos and our emotions and our bruised feelings and all of that. Because you learn all that when you start going on this spiritual journey. But when they start seeing that you are the example, you'll be amazed on how many people fall in line. When I tell you, as Craig, when he saw he saw me being a Yahweh and he saw me... Doing all this, he was like, yo, respect. That's that's what that is what you were meant to do. And I was grateful for it. And it was never, oh my God, why are you doing that? That's how the devil he was like, yo, you was meant to do that. And I'm grateful for that. Where we have went out to lunch and everything, and it's like, you good? Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. We talk about, you know, what's going on in our lives and you know, he Remember when he was like, yo, I'm in love. And I was like, wow, I'm so I'm so happy for you. You know, like I, I only wish them the best. I'm not even mad at my ex-husband anymore. So I know it's growth. You know, growth. I'm, I'm not. I, I really do wish him the best. I really wish him happiness. When I say this, I say this with all sincerity. I wish him happiness and I wish him the best. I really wish that he... You know, wherever he is in his life, that he too, you know, find his peace, his his path of where he wants to be. You know, because we all have to find our place. And once again, that's saying he qualifies the called, not called or qualified. Remember that saying, many are called and fruit are chosen. When he calls you, he qualifies you. You may not think you're up for the challenge. You may not think that you can do this. But he called you. God himself called you. So he's going to be the one to qualify you. You'll walk into rooms where you'll sit back and be like, yo, I never think I'll get here. But he qualifies you. Your Egon, your ancestors, they qualify you. Your Orisha, all of that, all works together. They qualify you. 
He ain't calling to qualify. That's why people are like, oh my God, you acting. God don't call no actors. I'm not acting. Not at all. That's why when people go, oh my God, you know, my name is, what's yours? You can call me Ifa, you can call me Donna. Either which one. I'm, I'm not here to be an actor. I'm not putting her on a facade. Oh, when I see her, she's different. No, I'm who I am. With always a little room left so I can grow. I'm not here to be something I'm not. I'm not claiming to be something I'm not. I'll tell you, I go through days where some days I don't want to be bothered. Some days I want to be the life of the party. Some days I want to play the background. Some days I don't want to talk to nobody. Some days I want to do a podcast. Some days I'm like, oh, man, give me the strength. When people told me, oh, you're retiring, you'll be back. I got 29 years under my belt. Why would I be back? I'm not missing it. When I see people now, I, I love it. You know, I love it. I, I see more readers and more spiritual people than the Lord allows. Because when I started, it wasn't that many. So, you know, but now I, I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. I'm happy you found your niche. I'm not here to compete. I'm not here to be like, oh, wow, let me come back. For what? Let me tell you how much peace I have. <laughs> I can get up. And if I want to go outside, I can. If I want to sit in bed, I can. If I want to go, the only requirement I have is to make sure my Risha and my egg are taken care of. Lighting candles, cleaning off my altar, my bovida, making sure my house is clean and straight and air and light can come in and say my prayers. If I want to lay in the bed all day and watch TV, I can. If I want to get up and go on a cruise or a trip, I can. If I don't want to do nothing, if I want to go and grab all my grandkids and put them in the house and sit with them, I can. If not, I don't have to be bothered. I can lock the door and just be in my house. If I want to sit down and play words with friends or Scrabble or something like that, I can. If I want to color in a coloring book, whatever I choose to do, I can. I don't have to have now a deadline. I don't have to do. And when I teach, I can teach on Patreon. And make my videos and put it out there. The only thing you will see me is, hey, if you want to join, to put it out there. But I'm not obligated to do it. It's not where, oh, you got to do this, you got to do it. No, I don't. I did it. And I enjoyed it. Trust me. It brought me in rooms. But now it's time for me to do something else. And I love it. To cook, to make something, to not make something, to create, to not create. I'm good with that. And I'm okay. And I'm grateful for each and every moment. But mind you, I had to learn to get here. I had to learn to get here. I'm happy I'm in therapy. I'm happy I did shadow work. I'm happy I held myself accountable. I'm grateful that I can apologize and right my wrongs. I'm happy to go to spaces where I'm welcome, not tolerated. And I can say no and not feel guilty. Oh, let me say that again. I can say no and not feel guilty. I can say, uh-uh, baby, that's not for me. I, you okay. You can do it. But I, you know, uh-uh. If I want to go out on a date, I can. And if not, I don't have to. I don't need to advertise. I don't need to prove. I don't need to do any of that. I can just be me. And I'm okay with that. And if today or tomorrow my ticket get punched, 
I can say I lived a life that was beautiful. I ain't got no regrets. Because if I regretted it, I, I wouldn't have did it. So I got bad days, dark days, beautiful days, sunny days, shiny days. I got days that I wish would go away and I got pains. That now in this old age, I say, uh-uh, that don't belong there. <laughs> but through it all, baby, I won't complain. Because I'm grateful for each and every day. For every lesson was a blessing. Good, bad, or indifference. Even the challenges. I understand what Monique was saying, but I definitely understand what the son was saying. As parents, we don't always have it. And if you are a young parent, Man, you got a lot of growing up to do. And you're going to make some mistakes. And it's usually that oldest one that gets everything. Because they're living the life that you are. And I get it. My son, it will be 40. I had my son when he was 15. I don't try to hide that. So, he'll be 40. And I'm grateful for him. We have our moments. But at the end of the day, if I'm wrong, I know how to say, hey, slow down. But he did. He watched me grow. And do he still hold some animosity? I believe so. And I'm not mad at him for it. You know? Because I always tell him, don't judge me by the decisions I had to make. Because you didn't know the choices I had to choose. But you're here. You are here. You're here. And I didn't give you up. I ain't let nobody else raise you. I was right here. So yeah, he got the brunt of a lot to see me go from from the fourteen year old to now uh, dealt me. So fourteen hitting fifteen. I, my birthday's in April, so I had him in March. So I was just turning fifteen when I had him. So yeah. Do I condone teenage pregnancy? No. But it happened. It happened. And I just, I didn't want to give them away and I didn't want to get rid of them. So, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. It wasn't, you know, you have your moments. But I ain't never sugarcoat nothing. And I didn't never, you know, sit down and be like, no, not this or not that. No. But I also had to see it from his perspective. And that's where the healing takes place. You know, I, I get it. Old school parents, you know, don't, don't, don't talk back and you're alive and I did the best that I can. Shut up. Oh, no. Because we, we want to, I want to have a generation that don't need therapy. I have 10 grandkids, 10 grandkids, six granddaughters. Four grandsons. I have ten grandkids. I don't need them to grow up wanting therapy. I don't need them to grow up and say, hey, my grandmother, we FaceTime each other, we text each other. I don't need them to say, my grandmother never reached out. I don't need them to say, my grandmother didn't care. No, I care. I'm here. How y'all doing? So, yeah. But I love y'all. And I thank you. And know that, once again, he qualifies the call. 
Not called to qualify. I love y'all. Stay diligent and be blessed.